This episode of the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast is dedicated to the memory of Chas Hodges, who passed away peacefully and is in the hearts and minds of all Spurs fans. Come on Tottenham, stick it in the goal Come on Tottenham, the base are bloody slow You are the first team, the last team, my dreams have ever seen Put on that lily white and run on to that green White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its loads of nights we fought our team through thick and thin and all those boring nights And when the game is done we'll sing a song and talk it out all night Hey! Come on Tottenham, stick it in the goal Come on Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow You are the first team, the last team, my dreams have ever seen Hi, it's episode 7, season 5 of the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast My name's Jav, joining me this week, John Steggles from Merchester Good afternoon, good afternoon, David, afternoon, Jeff. And David Fornell from Sussex. Good afternoon, chaps. Right. Anyone can support a team that's winning. It takes no courage. But to stand behind a team, to defend a team when it's down and really needs you, that takes a lot of courage. Those are the words of Bart Starr, who was a former professional American football player and coach. Um, he played quarterback for the Green Bay, Green Bay Packers. Um, that couldn't be any more so pertinent than, than, than this week. Um, we've had a few bad results, um, three defeats on, on, on the spin. Um, it, it's been a tough time as, as a Spurs supporter. Um, certainly, a lot of our players have come in for a lot of um, criticism, but I think part of supporting a team is you, you. Certainly, part of being a Tottenham fan, if, if you've supported it, supported Spurs as, as long as we all have, is that um, you know there, there are always going to be spells where it's not going so well, and and maybe we've become a little bit too used to the good times recently but you you've got to get behind the team regardless of of how how they're doing and they need our support and and I'm glad that um I don't know what what what, what the attendance was like for the away fans yesterday at Brighton but there seemed to be a fair few out in force yesterday generating a lot of lot of noise and and getting behind the team which is which is what we want as fans, and obviously in turn we want the players to put in good good performances. And yesterday we we got back to winning winning ways. Um, John, if I come to you first, um, it's been a difficult few few weeks, but we've got a win on the belt. Um, where can we can we go from 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 here and start to put a run together? I think we can kick on from here. I mean, you know, the last three games were difficult, really, Inter, Liverpool and Watford. If you look at our results, who we've played, um, four games away from home, Tilt Wembley played United, Liverpool, Brighton and Watford away, 12 out of 18, like you say. We've been playing poorly, according to lots of people. We've had key players out. The media and our fans have us down in crisis. So to get a win, I think we did really well. I don't want to say we ground out that result yesterday, but we had a lot of ball in the first half. I don't know if we did very much with it, um, but we we got that we got that those goals and we were we we cruised to the win in the end. Well, apart from the last four minutes, which is a horror show, 
that the injury time was a car crash but apart from that it was much more of the Tottenham of last season that we had does the David does does the fact that we got a got a win got the three points does that somewhat paper over the cracks is is there a crisis at Spurs we as John just said, it was a nervous last few minutes at the end, conceding, conceding a goal. There were a few occasions during the course of yesterday's match where, once again, we looked weak on set pieces. Um, there was talk this week. There were rumours this week. I don't know if either of you heard on, on social media that, that the reason that Alavereld and Trippier didn't fly out to to Italy, the real reason was there was a, a, a bust-up at at the training ground, we've obviously seen a few performances this season that have been a little bit lethargic. Um, does yesterday paper paper over the cracks, I, or, or, or do you, I, do you think yeah, we can go from strength to strength? I, I I tend to ignore the media; they love it. Moment you've you've just had a little mini sort of a down downward trend. It's a crisis. The words peddled out crisis all the time uh no we haven't got a crisis for goodness sake um but i see what other people see i'm sure uh i see us as as john just said um we had a lot of the ball but didn't do enough with it in in the right areas and and that's been uh the pattern of our season and and as much as i I perfectly agree pochettino i'd go right back to the manchester united game at half time I'm, I'm standing looking at it and I'm thinking, you know what, I'll take I'll, I'll take a point here. I'll take nil-nil comfortably because we could have been three, two or three down at half-time easily. And then the second half, and everybody forgets the first half, if you like, and, and that all looked very good. So you could say that that game itself papered over the cracks um, and United didn't do enough that day. Um, but since then, um, what we're seeing is poor defending. And I don't quite know because we We've, by man at the back, we are as good as we've ever been in the last few seasons under Pochettino. And yet, we're just, for some reason, we're just not defending very well. And we're all feeling a little bit um, touchy and, and vulnerable about it. You, you, you know, you're 1-0 up and you I know we said that half-time, half so I always had to start at half-time we scored. But we all said, you know, are we feeling vulnerable? And yes, we were. You know, we're just thinking, that's, you know, what a second. That's not enough. And we got the second we had most of the game yesterday um but towards the end as you're saying it's uh but uh, it, it was a bit of a, a horror show um but no i don't i don't think it i wouldn't use the term papering over the cracks i don't think there's any papering being done i i think it's there there to be seen and there to be dealt with but um at this time last just quickly missed this time last season after six games we had 11 points and we had three home three away games this season we're on 12 points and we've only had two home games and four away so not doesn't really spell crisis to me that this point last season we also had all this talk um of of, of a Wembley curse and not being able to pick up points um we're in a far better position now even though we've still got the uncertainty of you know how many more games will we play at Wembley and will we move to the new stadium etc etc but we're just getting getting on with it really I suppose um, and and uh, you know you won't hear Pochettino use that as, as an excuse. Um, just on the on the defending as- aspect of it, David, you you've played the game um, at uh, amateur level, is that correct? Yes, Suddenly. yes, and yes. and you're a defender, I believe. 
Yes, I, I was. So how do you go from being from Spurs having over the last I don't know two or three seasons under Pochettino, I think we had the best defensive record or the joint best one season. I think another season we might have had the best defensive record. We're pretty much the same personnel. If you take out Carl Walker at a at a situation, you know, um, to doing what what we're what we're doing recently. Is it complacency? Is it um, players? Are they still tired from 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 the World Cup? What's what's happening? Yeah. Well, I I I think there is a bit of tiredness, and not just physically, but mentally. And I think there is tiredness. And you saw that yesterday when they stopped thinking. You saw it in them. It's that moment of getting too comfortable moving forward. We, we, Harry Kane had that uh, very good chance towards the end. They broke. They scored. Just we switched off, and that I think is a mental tiredness. But I, I said this before about having somebody on the pitch, whether it be a captain. You don't have to have somebody with an armband on to, to yell, but to organise and make sure people don't all go forward. We had both fullbacks forward at that moment. We didn't need to, and, and even um, Eric Dyer, I think, was too far forward. He was chasing back as well, and but he was already ten yards off off that line. He should have been. So all those things, and if I was a defender, I'd been asking for a little bit more cover at that moment. You know, 2-0 is just fine. I, I want to keep that. Um, so it's those little things. And the other thing I would say that I, I noticed yesterday, that when chances came along for Brighton, we weren't dying to get in front of them. You know, throwing your body at it. I've seen Chelsea, much as I don't like him, but John Terry's and so on. He used to throw his body in front of and block any shot, even if they were two or three up he would still do it and that's something we don't do i don't see it too much i don't see us throwing ourselves down onto the ground we, we like to sort of look a bit classy and stay on our feet and maybe there is a moment of, of just having to throw your body right in the way so i think it's a few oh, there's a few things going on but they're, they're gonna have to work at it um Pochettino will i'm sure very hard John, when you saw the team sheet at the beginning, were you surprised, relieved, shocked that Gazaniga was starting ahead of Vorm? Mix of all three. He needed a go in place of Vorm because I think Vorm's been a bit culpable in some of our goals, but he, he performed well and it was nice to see. I don't. I think there was a lot of people calling for him to be included through the week, so it was nice that he got the start and either stepped up or kicked himself in the face, whichever one it was going to be during the match. I think he um, committed himself well to the game, really. And he he did as well as could be expected. Uh, can I just go back for their, their, mm-hmm. their goal? I think it was more that Rose slipped that they managed to score. I think he admitted in the uh, interview at the end that it was his fault. Um, that they scored. That he, if he hadn't have slipped, I don't, I'm not sure that they would have would have got that goal. It's just down to a little error there on Rose's part. I don't think we did that badly overall. <clears throat> we did. There, were, there was once at least one set piece I recall where they went close as well. Well, certainly I, I was right at the other end. Maybe maybe it wasn't as close. It certainly looked close, but I, I didn't have the best vantage point. Oh yeah, they they had to, they had some clear opportunities. They really did. Um, but. They didn't put them away, and and we did. I mean, I think Lamella's goal was really against the run of play. Mm-hmm. It really was. Um, but th- th- they caused us some real problems that second half. But uh, going back to uh, Gazaniga, 
and uh, the question on the running order about you know is he the, the the second coming more might have been a forced move and but he looked good um he did everything that he needed to in goal i think yesterday really um i don't i don't know if i can say he offers more than vorm on based on two or three appearances but i was happy enough with him looked assured good distribution made a couple of good punches and catches under pressure where maybe we wobbled in the past so yeah i thought it was okay yesterday hmm I read somewhere or heard somewhere that Pochettino said that Vorm had picked up an injury the night before the game. Um, whether that's yeah, I'd, true I'd, or not, I'd read uh, I'd read something before kickoff that he'd injured himself. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Mm. But if it, it, you know, maybe it was enforced. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was a choice. Maybe Poch just read loads of social media and decided to play him instead. <laughs> Oh my god, I've got phones going off all over the place here. Sorry, guys. <laughs> That's right. Um, I was slightly... When I heard the news about um, Gasaniga, I was slightly nervous. A bit excited, because you, you want the lad to be given a chance and, and for him to do well. But I know that a lot of people were calling for for, for, for Vorm not to start and and were, and were suggesting that Gasaniga should. Um, my concern with that was... We've barely seen him. We saw him have one game against Palace, which admittedly he was man of the match, um, and he I think he featured in some of the second halves in, in the pre-season games. But I don't necessarily subscribe to the view that he's going to come in and be his great white hope and 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 do really well. Um, he was our third cho- choice keeper. He was Southampton's third choice ke- keeper. Um, that being said, he didn't do much wrong yesterday or anything wrong. He, he had a fairly solid game and potentially. If Lloris is going to be out for a few weeks, um, we've obviously got Watford in the in the cup in the middle of the week. I, I'd imagine he would start that, um, and if he does well there as well, this could be a, a run of a few games for for um, Gazaniga where we can actually, as fans, make more of a um, reasonable uh, or rounded um, assessment of 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 him as a player, as opposed to just let's pick him on the back of, well, he can't be any worse than Vaughan. <laughs> I don't think he'd be here now if he, was, he wasn't he was any good. Mm. I, I suppose, because he's Argentinian, isn't he? Uh, Pochettino gets on very well with him and has a, a, a great deal to say of, of him. Um, and maybe he's just waiting his moment. So um, he didn't do anything wrong yesterday, but he didn't do enough um, only because he wasn't tested for, for me to make a, a very big judgment on it. I, I did think he'd start yesterday, though. I, I did say yesterday somewhere on social media, I said, I'm, I'm sure Gazanigo will start. That's before I saw the Vorm is injured bit. But I, I too, am a little um, suspicious to whether he is actually injured or whether he's decided to take him out the firing line and give Gazanigo a, a run. And why not? I mean, the bloke, you know, say he's only played at Palace and that was it. Had another chance. Let's just give him a go. So, um, Larissa has got a thigh injury, I believe. Yeah. That's true. Stress, thigh, hangover. In the middle of the, <laughs> middle of the week, um, when I was over in Milan, um, I met a guy um, who shall remain nameless, and um, he's a taxi driver. And he said that he picked up he picked up Hugo the other day um, to take him to Hotspur Way, presumably because he can't drive there. Um, didn't realise it, it was him at first. Just just picked him up, and then later on, um, sort of looked up and clocked who, who it was. And then I asked. This gentleman um, was Hugo. You know, did 
did he seem to be carrying an injury? And he said, well, he actually ran to get the taxi, which... Hmm. That so doesn't, I, doesn't so strike me as somebody who's got a fine injury. I, I, I would say that Spurs would have drivers picking people up for a start. And secondly, if you pick somebody up and said, I'm going to Hotspur away and you're a Spurs fan, you would look up and clock who it is immediately. And look who, who have I just picked up in my cap? So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that the, the the guy was an out and out liar, jab, but I just think there's maybe some half truths in that. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think I think I think I'd have taken that with a pinch of salt as well. What are the chances, eh? What are the chances? <laughs> <laughs> so yesterday's game, um, first goal, Kane penalty. Um, I gain. Being right at the other, other end of the ground didn't have the best vantage point. Um, I saw, to me, initial reaction was it, it, it was penalty, but I, I can't say that with a great deal. Of, I couldn't say that with a great deal of certainty at, at, at the time. But having having seen the the replay, it certainly just just seemed to seem to have been a penalty. Raised arm. Oh yeah, it's absolutely absolutely oh, yeah. yeah. It was absolutely was a penalty. It's no doubt about it um, as much as it hit the arm and, and it was a free kick as well uh, building up to that seems to be the more of the, what's been at uh, uh, questionable Chris Hewton uh, wasn't happy about it but um, it, it did just enough to take him off his line you could see him trying to, to stumble and try and gain his feet uh, but yeah it was a stick on penalty as, as you could get I don't know what Murray was thinking putting his arm up there a blatant penalty and a free kick as well I've seen them given for far far less than that I can't understand why the Brighton fans were booing um, it was a blatant penalty it really was mm. Mm. odd yeah, and after getting that first first goal we, we've, we've we've done something which we haven't done recently and, and that's get get that crucial second goal um, we saw it against Inter Watford this season, Juventus last season, and United last season in, in, in the semi-final, where, where we go one 0 up and we don't get that second goal, and it, it, it proves to be costly. I don't, I don't think, I don't think it's in our DNA to um, to shut up shop. I just don't, I don't think we we're set up to play in that way, and I think our best form of defence is is is, is attack. Um, we're not somebody like United that will. Get their noses one nil ahead, one nil in front, and then and then park the bus, and make it really difficult for teams to break us down. I just don't think we we're capable of doing that, or, or we're capable, but we just we're not set up in that way, and I can't see that changing on a Pochettino. So, getting that second goal and being clinical is so crucial. And um, when Lamella came on, I think he really just sort of changed the the, the, the game. What he does really well is he'll. He gets the ball on the half turn, and then he'll start to run at people. Um, and he's always looking looking up for that forward pass, which I think at times yesterday we were doing that whole passing it from side to side. Whereas Lamella's always good at getting getting through balls and making things things happen. And and his goal yesterday, um, I think, was was a superb superb finish. He was obviously in the right place, right time. Um, but but the whole move, I think, was was. was Really good. Yeah, it was lovely. Uh, played out from the back. What you can do when a team isn't pressing you is is quite astonishing. Um, Rose played well yesterday as well and set Lamella up for that goal, I believe. Um, but yeah, Lamella looked four goals in four league games so far. Much more like the play I think we were expecting mm-hmm. to have. 
I like him in more central areas. Um, he moves the ball quicker and breaks down defences quite easily. When we're being pressed and they play and teams tend to sit back on us and pack the box with you know, all of their team, I think Lamella can be key in that and moving the ball quicker and getting that quicker transition into the box. Um, he came with a huge, he still came with a huge price tag, and I think maybe this is going to be the season when we can see that justification for that that money that we spent on him. Yes, we keep speaking about that. He said that last season, the season before. This could be, yeah. this should be a season. It just keeps not being so. But he is the player. I mean, I, I, I've got a lot to say for Lamella. I keep saying it on here that um, he's, he's a player that does open up defences he, he is a, has a price um, because he does give it away and gives it away in some um, rather dangerous positions but you know that's, that's what you've got to do sometimes if you want to find that pass just being safe side to side really doesn't uh, doesn't cut it uh, um, uh, for, for you know really getting the goals um, previous seasons we, we have sort of you know uh, I, I was talking about the six games last season we scored a lot more goals by this stage um, and we had a couple where we stuck and passed teams uh, but we, that's what seems to be I don't think we'd be worried so much about the defending if we were scoring two or three um, and we're just that's where we're looking tired we're just not opening defences up and I do think that uh, teams are setting up much better against us because we haven't bought anybody we are the team that, that they can just get the paperwork out last season and look at that and say particularly Brighton because you were with me Javid last season weren't you, uh, Brighton and yeah. that was a that was a boring one 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 draw I think it was it was a boring draw anyway yeah um, no. and he really got the he got the measure of us so all he had to do is go into his file and get the paperwork out oh that's what we did yeah that's what we're doing again and he nearly did it he nearly did it he made it very hard especially for a team who's not firing on all cylinders and we're not but I will say just quickly I you know a few seasons ago winning any game all way um was good but now it's become expected you know it's, it's brighton we should win and that's where we are now so we, we we're actually we are dining at that top table we are considered a team that does beat teams um in their own backyard and that's a good thing that's a good thing sometimes it doesn't happen sometimes they manage to block us out or like watford they waited their moment and then right at the end again just uh, stung us so um yeah it's only only the uh, the bright. It's only a Liverpool game that we've been dreadful, but the others we've been nothing more than ordinary. Absolutely. Liverpool will outplay a lot of teams this season. I mean, there's no real shame in losing to them. Um, the, the, the problem, my problem with it is, is they they've kicked on, spent money, plugged their holes in their team, and looked like a better side where we've treaded water. Um, can I can I ask you guys what what was your opinion of Dyer yesterday? Not on mm. the running order, but I'll throw it in. Um, I wasn't overly impressed with him, and I wasn't overly impressed with him in the middle of the week either. I'd agree. He with is that. struggling, isn't he? Yeah. He is struggling. Uh, I'm not sure what it is, but he's got a presence. He's a big lad in front, but his distribution um, has been, been pretty poor of recent times, um, and, and that's a shame. I, I guess, well, he won't pay Wednesday anyway. Wanyama, I'm sure, will come in for him. Mm. I mean, if Wanyama has a good game, you may well see next. I, I would be so surprised uh, next weekend uh, at Huddersfield that uh, Wanyama is pulled out again instead of Dyer. Well, regardless of whether we play with a back three or a back four, there's, there's always going to be at least one um, player sitting in front of, front of the front of the bat line at the 
a sort of d- defensive mid- midfield player. And I know I'm going back a couple of years, but two, two seasons ago, when Yama was, was superb um, that season in his first uh, season for us, and he's had a few injury issues since then. Um, you're right, David. I'd, I'd be very surprised if he doesn't start middle of the week. Um, he needs game time. Um, he needs a run of games. But if he can get back to the player that he was before his injury, I'd like to see him start ahead of Dyer at the, at the moment. If if he's if Wanyama has is able to to uh, regain that form and 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 stay injury free, um, Dyer's not a bad player to have on the bench because he can he can you know if you're looking at bench bench op- options. Um, you could have him there, and he could come on and play in midfield. If we pick up an injury at the back, and we don't have a centre back on 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 the bench, he can he can come in and do that. He can play right back. So if, his versatility, and I know sometimes that can be the, the, the downfall of some players, yeah, um, means that we he could be a very good squad player. Yes, and I think yes. at, the, at the moment that's no bad thing with his f- form. Not being as good as it has been it might might be good for him just to spend a um, spell on the sidelines and just regroup and hopefully come back and and reach the level of performances that, that, that we know he can because he he just seems a little bit I don't know a little bit off the pace just just not quite himself I thought he was okay yesterday, but I think he was better when he has the time and the space and he's got the ability to, to eke out a pass. I don't think Brighton closed down or pressed us as well as other teams did today. Certainly not as well as Watford or Liverpool did. And in that kind of game, um, Dyer can look better in. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he does get shown up, I think, when teams really pressure him. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think Liverpool target him and they, you know there was players around him box him in in because he hasn't got the mobility to move the ball um i thought dembele was good yesterday i thought he had a good game again um people i think people keep trying to write him off and say it might be his last season or whatever or there's reports today that he's trying to somebody in china wants to sign him for 10 million quid to 20,000 pounds a week or whatever but i thought he, he played well yesterday he could well still be useful for us going forward yeah uh, my fear with Zembele is you just don't know what 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 you're going to get with him. One one week is is really good, and the next week he's not as good. And when he's not as good, good, I think it, it has a spiral effect and affects the rest of the team. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just one more on Lamella because oh, Lamella's a strange one. He really does polarise opinion amongst Spurs fans. Spurs Spurs fans. Um, Ali Hassan, his Twitter handle is at only Spurs. He asks, because he previously asked this, I ask again, do you take Lamella with you everywhere you go? I think he deserves to start in midweek, um, mm. but certainly he's breathing himself. And if you're taking him everywhere, it sounds like a utility belt or like a little tool that you put in your wallet. <laughs> um, I think he's far more useful than that. Um, I, yeah, I'd take Lamella with me everywhere I went. Also, it sounds like a sexually transmitted disease, taking it everywhere you go. <laughs> um David, where do you stand on on Lamella? Oh, fan, I, fan, you, or you? You know, I'm a fan of Lamella. <laughs> I'm a fan of Lamella. I think he's a tremendous player. I think he's got tremendous amounts about him. There's a lot of things he can do. Um, I would take him everywhere. I personally think if he can stay uninjured over the uh, running up to Christmas, it won't surprise me to see him starting a lot more games and becoming integral part mm. 
it really wouldn't surprise me it, it would be very helpful if he can because players do need a rest and, it, and again it won't surprise me if Kane even gets a rest next Saturday um, although I've got a feeling that Kane won't have it he says oh, I must play I'm sure he will but uh, considering um, he, he needs one more goal to go clear of Defoe in the goal yes. scoring records yeah. I think he'll want to be on that pitch all the time yeah yeah, I, ha- he I, ha- to- I, ha- I hope he gets a rest middle of the week. Oh, he will. Oh, uh, I mean, not even on the bench. I wouldn't even have him on the bench. Just, just completely. Well, yeah. we'll have him on the bench, but 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 for God's sake, if we're two 0 up or three 0 up or whatever it might be, um, don't bring him on. Just, no, yeah, just, I'd agree with that. Yeah, um, I like the way we set up yesterday. Um, the four two three one, but the but but particularly. The way we finished the game um, with that sort of front three or front four of Ericsson, Delhi, Lamella, and Kane up top, um, it reminded me of the 2015-16 season where um, Lamella played quite a lot of games, and, and we had that sort of front three of Lamella, Ericsson, and Delhi in behind um, in behind Kane. Obviously, at that point, we had other players like Chadley. Um, and 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 son, um, son was sort of in 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 and out of the team. Um, I maybe that that's the sort of, I'm looking back at back at it from, from the nostalgic point of view. Um, but it but it's nice. I, I think those players are really good players. But there's a contrast in their styles. Delhi, Ericsson and 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 Lamella and. Um, of course, we've we've now got other options with 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 Sun firing on all cylinders. Although he had a quiet game yesterday, I thought, and and midweek and and Mora. Um, uh, David, you put a question in last week, didn't you? Saying um, about does Kane play better with Mora without Mora on the pitch? Well, it was, it was more a case of uh, that Mora has been given a more advanced position, and he and he's Kane is coming what I think is deeper when Mora plays and Mora tucks in behind. So I think the are idea is that he gets it gives it back to midfielder he slides a pass between the two defenders and more are using his pace is off but and i if that is what the instruction is and that's possibly what it is um i think kane is is suffering under it and yesterday that was taken away a bit because mora was put actually on the wrong wing i thought um son and, and mora should have been swapped wings really um but that seemed to work slightly better but mora was l- slightly less uh, effective yesterday so it, it, I would I would turn around and say yeah put more on the bench and uh, uh, give Harry but more or is playing so well and he's such a danger to teams and if he learns to uh, as he, he looks as though he is um, to pull three defenders with him because of his pace then all he has to do is not run and then just play it inside and then you're left with more space in the middle that's how that should work but uh, I, I, I have been concerned about Keep watching it, but yesterday uh, uh, Mora seemed to play a deeper role and picking the ball up deeper. It, it might be the case that his best position is is playing more centrally, um, in which case it goes back to the the whole you know resting resting Kane. Mm. Um, and I think if if we've got somebody in Mora, and uh, you've obviously got Son as well, um, Lamella who can play that sort of false nine. If we've got those options, then we shouldn't be scared to. to to, to rest Kane, particularly if he if he if he needs it, um, just give somebody else 
else a chance. It's not like we're asking. It's not like we're saying well, let's let, let's rest Kane and um, start with Lorente. Dare I say it? Um, right. For, brief. For, for, can I just say I thought yeah. Kane improved after Lucas went off. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Kane pushed up into his you know more favourite position up front on his own, and I think he, he had a, uh, more efforts on goal um, in those last couple of minutes when they, when Mora wasn't there than he had in the the rest of the game. Really, he looked far more of a threat. Mm. So maybe like like you you like you were saying, David. I think there's maybe something in that, and he he does look more dangerous when he's when Mora's not there. Mm. He d- he certainly did. Um... I also looking at his body language. There were a few times in that second half where he looked frustrated because of the lack of lack of service, which is which is no bad thing if he's angry. And, and he, I think he was demanding the ball of, of teammates in, in certain places. Um, so he, he was doing 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 all the right things. That being said, that just before they scored um, their goal, um, Kane had a chance where yeah. um, he ended up shooting straight at the goalkeeper. Um, and he also yeah, straight his legs. Yeah, and he also had a chance in the middle, middle of the week. Um, I, I know we'll discuss Inter in a bit. Um, when uh, he went through and got goal, and he perhaps could have shot first time. He didn't. He took an extra touch, and then it went round the goalkeeper. But um, the, the, I can't remember if, if he lost his f- uh, f- uh, first thing. Well, he, he just, he, just, just ran yeah, out of space. Yeah. He, well, he, he said right. His left foot came round to stand on it, and yeah. uh, it hit the ball and. Uh, off it went. Yeah. So he played his own little one-two straight out for a goal kick. And I guess I suppose what I'm saying, if, uh, Harry Kane on on form, both of those chances he would have buried. Yes. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, yes, say so that one. He tried to fire it through his legs, and mm. he was too far away to do that. I think uh, the keeper read it. And uh, again, you're right on, on the Inter Milan one. Um, I think he would have just bent it into the far corner. I, I'm sure he tried to give it a go. Though the keeper got a good angle on. On it, um, I could see why Kane tried to run it round him, but he ran out. Of, he ran out of space anyway. So from here, we we we've got Huddersfield next um, on Saturday. Um, will it be an easy game? Three points in the bag. It better be. <laughs> <laughs> it better be. It, you can never say an easy game because they really aren't. They'll set up to defend, and they'll they'll see. I would, if I was a manager, I'd say, look. Spurs are struggling, so don't give them any space. You, you know, if you need to grab just the one point, that's what we'll have. Maybe we'll snatch all three. So it's going to be another game that it could be very frustrating for us. Or if we break through early and maybe get a second, it, it, then I, I would expect three or four because mm. Huddersfield are struggling this season, as I expected. Second season syndrome. Yeah. We went up. We went, we played well up there against them last season. Um, yeah. So I, I, I'm I'm expecting a repeat of that. A bit of confidence flowing through the guys. I think we'll be fine. Yeah. I, it, I, second, absolutely right. Second season syndrome, and I, and I and I suspect they they will be one of the three teams that gets relegated to come the end of the season. I don't think their first season was particularly good, by the way. <laughs> I think they well, they it's only the beginning of the season last year that mm. that uh, saved them. Yeah, when they had yeah. that run, they beat they beat Man City, I believe, early on in the season. Uh, or did they get a point? Or maybe it was a point. Yeah, I can't remember. I'll I'll, I'll look it up. But yeah, you mean were, you're not were... an expert on Huddersfield fixtures from early last season? <laughs> no, shame you, David. <laughs> yeah, I know McAlpine. I know McAlpine's built this stadium, but that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Right, in the second half of the, of, of the Tom Watford Family podcast, um, we will briefly look at uh, the cup game in the middle, middle of the week against Watford um, at, Mil- at Milton Keynes. Um, we'll discuss the end of the game and we'll take a few more of your questions. But before we do, here is Bex with this week's Spurs Ladies Update. Hey, yeah, it's Bex to let you know what's been happening with Spurs Ladies. It's been quite a good week so far. Well, mostly. The girls went all the way up to Quorn uh, to play Leicester Ladies on Wednesday night and came away with a 3-0 win which was fantastic because it put them top of the league and we all know a song about that. They weren't so fortunate with today's game against Sheffield United ladies, which was called off unsurprisingly due to heavy rain. Anybody that saw the men's Brighton game yesterday will appreciate how bad things have been on the coast and probably in central London. So that game will be rescheduled at some point. Uh, The girls next play against Crystal Palace ladies. That's next Sunday, yeah, it is Sunday, 30th of September at two o'clock, um, and that's in Bromley. So if you have got time, use your stuff, go and have a look, go and watch the girls play, they are really good. Uh, any questions? I am on Twitter at Bunches Bex. Cheers, thanks, bye bye. Welcome back to the second half of the Top Motspur Family podcast. Thank you, Bex. Uh, right, um, very briefly before we look at Inter, we've got Milton Keynes, uh, sorry, uh, we've got Watford even um, in the Carabao Cup in the middle of the week, um, played at MK Dons. Uh, we don't have a particularly good record in in, in cup competitions, um, certainly in the League Cup, other than the first season, or other than Pochettino's first season when we, when we got to the final. Um, this won't be an easy game, we're, we're playing on, on neutral ground, Watford gave us a bit of a game um, over at Vicarage Road uh, a couple of weeks back. Um, How do you see this going? Are we going to get another win um, and build confidence and and progress through to the next round of of the Cup? Does Pochettino want to win the match? Can can Spurs, can Levy afford us to play another game um, at a different venue or or at Wembley? Um, It's costing the club a lot lot of money, um, us not being... Yeah. Back at our home. Yeah, I expect us to, to almost throw it in the bin. I, I really am. I don't think he'll go for it. I think you'll see uh, very few what I call first teamers. I expect Lamella to play, Gazniga to play. Um, the rest will be changed, I'm sure. Um, and they'll just see how it goes from that. Um, if we lose, we lose. I don't think anybody's going to be worried. He's, he's definitely going to rest players. He don't want to play in midweek. So I, I think he's... And I'm sorry, fans, we're going to have to accept it that this, this League Cup game is going into the bin um, or it's been risked into the bin. I, I really don't know how to call this one because I've got no idea what kind of team that are they going to put out. Uh, we, we've had Skip and other players in and around the team recently, so maybe they'll be given a chance. Um, I don't know what side Watford are going to put out and how seriously they're going to take this this season. Um who knows? We're, we're we're at Milton Keynes as well. Who knows? Yeah. This this is so difficult to call this one. It all, it all depends on the night which team is put out. If Watford put out a load of reserves and we put out our first team, we might stroll through. If Watford put out their first team and we put out a load of kids and and second stringers, we might go out. Who knows? It, it's it's too. I think it's too tough to call. It really is. I I think that we'll play a relatively strong team, but it will be. There will still be a lot of changes from um, from the last game, and that chopping and changing, I think, could be our downfalling. I, I think I've heard a few people say this that we should just pick the same eleven 
or at least you know same nine or same ten if that and, and not make too many changes from 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 game to game and we seem to be making a lot of changes and i don't know at the moment i think some of that's down to injuries that's forced i think some of it is down to the perception that certain players are tired because because of the world cup um but we you know in the past he might ro- rotate the fullbacks but now he's making changes to um the center back pairing it's it's, it's Vertonghen or Toby or Vertonghen and uh, uh, Sanchez and then it's back to uh, uh, Vertonghen and Toby um, it, it, midfield he's tried different different players different formations and I think that could be that could be unsettling but I think he's going to play fairly nonetheless I think he'll play a fairly strong team if I was going to guess I think he'll start with Gazaniga in goal um, ben Davis didn't play in the middle of the week so, uh, sorry at the weekend so I think Davis will start particularly yes. if Rose is going to start um, next Weekend, um, I think Stavis and Sanchez will, will, will come in. Um, Foyth is still injured, so I think probably he'll rest Toby and Vertonghen will play. So that's that's a fairly strong back line, and I think at right back, I think he'll go for Carl Walker Peters. I certainly hope he does. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then in midfield, if he's going to line up four two uh, four four two three one, I think he will go with Wanyama and Winks. That could be risky if they're depending on how fully how fit they are. Um, and then I think he'll go with, I think he'll go with a fairly strong team for the, the, for the sort of forward players. I think Kane will uh, be on the bench, but I think Son, Lamella, Mora, and probably Delhi, if he's fully fit, will start, and maybe he'll have Ericsson on the bench. I don't think there'll be too many. I think other than Walker Peters, I don't think there'll be too many players that. Um, from outside of the sort of the, the the regular group that are selected will will come in. I'm, I mean, Foyth is injured still, so he's not going to feature. So I think he'll he'll have to play um, the Tongan with with Sanchez. So yeah, um, I, I, th- I I think we'll get a result. I think Delhi Delhi will want to play. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yes. Yeah, I think he may get game time on it um, because it's back at his home ground. Uh, where he came from so I suspect he'll either start or come on late but he may well start um, maybe Lorente um, and Kudu uh, I don't know starting wouldn't surprise me at all I think it's going to be wholesale changes but um, but they all need looking at don't they mm-hmm. you know it's an opportunity it's an opportunity for a lot of them we'll see but, but they... I, I expect Watford to make quite a lot of changes themselves if those two and Kundu and Lorente get anywhere near the first team, including the bench, um, we might as well throw the game now. And just, um, I've I've got more faith in Musa Soko than I have those two, because um, at least he tries. Um, right, let's talk about Inter. Um, do you have to? We do. I suppose we have to. Disappointing, disappointing. I I took heart from the performance. I thought we played. I thought we we were a lot better than Liverpool. I thought we secondly certainly second half. I, I, I thought we played well. Um, I don't think they Inter really threatened us as much as some of the other teams. I think I don't think they were that great. Uh, but the result, I mean, 80, 85 minutes, whatever it was, um, we're one nil up, and it's a game. Sorry, I can only set timers for less than twenty-four Oops, hours. My iPhone. Try setting a reminder instead. Sorry about that. That's right. Do you want to do that bit again? 
Um, no, it's was fine. that Jenna Coleman? No, that was that was that was, that was Siri. That's the screams you can hear in the background. Yeah. That was that was Siri just coming to life and telling me something about r- reminders. I don't know how that. Anyway, um, the, the frustrating thing was, yeah, once again, like Juventus last season, like Watford, um, we go one nil ahead and we don't get that crucial second goal. And they and first they scored one. Do you know it would have been disappointing walking away from the San Siro with 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 a point, but. Yeah, it would have been fine. It wouldn't have been the end of the world. But to lose the game, um, it was horrible. They, uh, I was there, and they kept us in for forty-five minutes after the game. Oh. Now I, I, oh. I knew they were gonna, I knew they were gonna do that. That's, but it, it was worse. It would have been fine if we'd won the game. Everybody would have been singing, and we would have been euphoric, and we just <laughs> sat there. And I, I. I've got serious concerns about whether we we're going to get out of the group, and I know it's only one game, but I think we're going to play catch up from here on in because I can't. That, that's why that draw was essential, really, to mm. get that draw against Milan. Then we can finish uh, top two with Barcelona. Is that's that's going to be the theory, isn't it? Yeah. So we're now going to make sure we've got to beat Inter Milan uh, by more goals, and and they beat us when it comes. Well, we have game. to, but we have to beat Inter Milan at home, regardless of scoreline. Yes. We, we, we've just got to win that game, just to re, just to reverse the first game. Um, I don't think we'll get anything against Barcelona over, over two games. I think if we get a point, I'd be happy with that. Um, I'm not expecting anything more. Anything that we do get more than a point, if we if we happen to get three points or or better, that would just be a bonus. Um, the back to backs with PS3 could be interesting because if we do really well in the back-to-back games against PSV, Inter are playing Barcelona at the same time, back-to-back. And if they get nothing in those games and we pick up uh, uh, maximum points, dare I say, in the back-to-back games against Inter, that could tip the balance and put us in a good position when we play Inter at home in the penultimate game. But I can see a scenario that if we do all of that, and we pick up enough points, we could go into a situation playing Barcelona in the final game where, yes, it's still in our hands, in our own hands, but we've got to go there and get a result of some sort, let's say even a point. And I, and I, I can't see us doing that. No, I can't see us doing that. I, I think not, we, we, not, not defending the way we are at the moment. No, no. We, we needed to be in a position where we play Inter in the final game, we beat them, and we secured second spot. Um, if we're not in that position, even if we're in a strong position going into the final game, but still needing a point at least to, to, to secure it, that's going to put a hell of a lot of pressure on the team to, to do that in, in the new camp. And I don't want to sound, well, I'm sounding exactly that um, pessimistic and uh, doom and gloom merchant, but I, I just think it's going to be very hard. Very hard. We would have been better off with a point or the win. To lose in that manner was disappointing. It, it, it reminds me of the Juve game last season, yep. where they where they have five or ten minutes and they just go through us and score. This is why we can't just sit back and defend and soak up pressure because I don't think we've got it in us. As said at the top of the show, it is going to be difficult. But I'd like to think if we play to a hundred percent like we have been on those occasions through the last couple of seasons when we've been superb, that we can get something. And maybe this is this kickstart this result. At the weekend, kick starts that for us. Mm. So, go, I'm, I'm after being doom and gloom last week. I'm going to be ridiculously positive <laughs> this week and say, "We, well, yeah, of course, we can do it." This, let them, let them play. Let's see. Um, 
the the goals that we conceded. I mean, one of them was was a worldy, um, and then after that, it was, there was there was another set set piece once again, and we conceded what turned out to be the winner. Um, I read and hers. I haven't. I've, do you know what? I've not seen the goals since um, seeing them in real time. I haven't. I haven't watched any any replays, but. Um, I'd read somewhere that a few people were calling out um, Jan Vertonghen um, for turning his back. Um, they just all switched off. Well. They all switched off. I mean, they get a far, but the broke spun round, came out, a free header back into the box, and we all stood and just watched him head the ball in. Yeah, nobody reacted. I just no. K- it, and that's what I, that, yeah, he was rooted as well. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. that's what I'm saying about this. Do or die attitude there's the moment and, and you look around at all your teammates before that bloke's even stepped back to take the corner and you're saying to them we're going to win this you're going to get your body in there you know regardless if you can't win it at least you can get your body in there and, and cause trouble but the bloke's going to struggle to head it if you're underneath him and leaning into him and none of that happens all he got was a, a free little nod um, yeah. and, and it just oh, and, and we done I mean I'm sitting there thinking you know we've got we're doing really well out here we've got the majority of the possession we're comfortable and milan didn't look as if they got enough in them thing and then as you say that worldy what can you do about that i don't think the i don't think the the, the winger uh, picked or a fullback wouldn't it? it picked him out necessarily um when he crossed it it looked a poor cross to me really but by the cringy hit that and there you go and that suddenly all the crowds up they're up and i it's just a bit bad luck then, and then we we forget to defend again. Well, it's only one game, and we're still in the competition. So yeah. um, let, let's see let's see what happens. And we, we've got some mouth-watering ties ahead: Barcelona, PSV, Inter at home, and then obviously the, the uh, PSV away and and uh, Barca away to come. And um, uh, this is where this is as a club where where we where we want to be. We we want to be at that top table. Um, you said at the, the outset, outset, David. Um, we don't want to be um, back in the Europa, um, although that's where, where we might end up if we finish third in the group. Um, we we want to be here. We want to be competing with 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 the big boys, and yeah, we'll, we'll see where we go from here. Um, on the plus side, Milan was a nice, nice city. Um, I thought San Siro was an amazing stadium. Um, really, really, really good stadium. Um, where they have it, away fans, it, it's right up and up in the gods. So you are you are far away from the pitch, but um, otherwise, it fantastic stadium. And the Inter fans were, were really nice before the game. Lots of them were stopping and wanted, wanted to take photos um, with us. And um, yeah, it was uh, it was a good day, um, apart from the result. Right. Yeah. Let's finish off with a few questions. Um, uh, we've got a question from Rod who says on the subject of our keeper situation if you and your guests agree that competition for places is an important part of any player's motivation then does Pochettino owe it as much to release to, to, to Lloris as he does the team's overall morale to make Gazaniga our number two goalkeeper like I said I don't know if Gazaniga's done enough to warrant being the second choice he's had two games he's done himself okay Oh, somebody at the door. Excuse me. No, his wife will get it. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I don't know if he's uh, 
done done enough. Let, let's, he plays again on Wednesday and he does well. Let's see if he if he puts a string together. Let's see. Yeah. If 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 he's only in there because Vorm is injured and Loris is is hungover, injured, stressed out, or whatever, then he's in by default. As Homer Simpson says, the two greatest words in the English language: default. You, you know, <laughs> he's there and he's doing a job for us. And if he does well, it's up to him to grab that second place and make it his own. Yeah, every everybody's got to have pressure of somebody wanting your place. That's got to sharpen you up. Um, Harry Kane doesn't seem to behave that way. He doesn't seem to have anyone sitting behind him uh, wanting his place. Um, well, not uh, not the quality enough anyway. Um, so he's a bit of a rare commodity. But yes, everything that's the idea of these squads is to have pressure for places. Um, but yeah, yeah, I absolutely agree with you, John. He's, he's not done um, enough yet um, because he hasn't been given enough chances. So I, I suspect he'll play, or I certainly will play Wednesday, of course, and I suspect he'll play next Saturday as well. So that'll be interesting and see if he can uh, uh, play himself in as uh, that second choice. And I, sus- I suspect he might. Okay, a couple more questions on Eric Lamella. Um, firstly, Kent Goodrich, um, his Twitter handle is at Kent Goodrich. Um, he says, Lamella comes off the bench, scores one, comes close on another, and split, splits Dunk's lip open. Surely he should, he should get a start next week. Um, I, think, I think all of us um, think that yes. he should only start mid, midweek. And uh, as, for, as for next week, I'd, yeah, I, I, I think he's just that bit different. He's left-footed. None of the other players that we've got, Ericsson, Son, um, Mora, um, are naturally, Delhi are naturally left-footed, although we've seen Mora cut in on his left a few times and, and shoot Fulham noticeably. Son is, uh, Son's got that, that in his locker, but Lamella's different. Um, and then Ed Brad, um, we may have found Lamella's best role for the team, super sub, like the finishers on a rugby bench or that veteran ice hockey player who can't, Lasts the whole game. Now, is that a little bit harsh on on Lamella and his abilities, um, or you could argue that he's he's got that hunger and that tenacity, and 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 perhaps he's, he is better suited coming off the bench um, when a few players are tired. And you know, and there's no there's no shame in that. I mean, you had uh, in recent times Ole Gunnar Solskjaer at uh, at United, and he was. Uh, people referred to him as, as a super sub, and he was, but he was still an integral part of that uh, of that or United team or team so over a, over a decade or so. And then going way back um, to the Liverpool team of, of the late seventies, um, was it David Fairclough? Fairclough, yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, super sub, yeah. yeah. Julian Jochim, Julian Jochim did the same thing at mm-hmm. uh, Aston Villa. He used yep. to come off the bench and keep scoring. Mm. So yeah. That, uh, it is too harsh. It is too harsh. It, it's, it's good at starting. At least he can come off the bench, though. Um, uh, a good fair play to him. It's not easy to come in cold and then sort of set the game alight. He, he does do that. Uh, but I, it's just because of opportunity, isn't it? He hasn't mm-hmm. had the, the injuries. Hasn't had opportunity. I think he's. I think he's more than a sub. That could be his Achilles' heel, though. The fact that he is so good coming off the bench. And it, it might be that uh, that's where he ends up. Um, I hope not. I hope not because he's got a lot more in his game, and he's certainly capable of starting matches. And I, I think the key thing is is 
if he's fit enough, is he injury-free? And providing he's injury-free and he can get a run of games and he's fit enough to last the 90 and play consecutive games, then then he's certainly good enough to start. Uh, right, final, final question on the running order. Um, Richard Healy, um, his Twitter handle is at Dickie Healy. Um, he asks, um, as a fan who was hooked on Spurs by Chaz... Chaz and Dave music as much as Gaza's skills. Um, he says a mention to um, to Chaz Hodges um, and his family. I should just sorry just to interrupt his question. Um, I don't know if he, either of you heard this or it came across on on TV, but um, Spurs fans were singing "There's only one Chaz Hodges" and yep. he's one of our own, which I think was a a, a nice touch. Uh, right back to the question: um, When Spurs are when Spurs are back on the way to Wembley next game, do you agree agree we need at least nine players that need to be we we need at least nine players need to be performing at least nine out of ten form to beat Barca? Yeah, we we do need at least nine players playing nine out of ten, if not all of them. It's good. Okay. That'd be probably one of the hardest matches that we've ever played. Against I, think them. Need, I think we need twelve out of out of, out of eleven players. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, twelve being the, the, the twelfth man. Um. No, I think you're being a bit harsh on us. Actually, I, I, I think we've got a lot to offer, and I think uh, Barcelona will be quite wary of us. They're not at their uh, most powerful at the moment. Um, it, it, we clearly Messi is the lad who can uh, absolutely open the door at any given moment. Little run, and, and we're in trouble. Um, but. Like Real Madrid, if, if we are playing well, playing our game, um, I, I do see us of, of, um, giving them a lot of trouble and I do see us scoring against them. I really do. And I, I think um, come the day... And that's the thing, you know, at Liverpool aside, you know, we are quite good at upping our game against the bigger sides. I have been last season. That's what we've got to get to now this season is is uh, performing against the bigger sides um, and, and turning up. And I think we will. I think we will. But uh, it's only a couple of weeks away, isn't it? It is, yep. Um, you're more op- optimistic about it than I am, because I, I can tell you in, in a week from now, when, when we preview Barcelona and, and I go around asking for p- predictions, I, I, <laughs> I, and, I, and I always, I always, I think on this pod, I've never backed us to lose a game. I, I might have done, I, I can't remember. Um, but I fully expect us to lose at home and away against Barca, 3 0 or something, Messi hat trick. I. I I think they're just on another planet. I'm not expecting anything, anything else, and I don't think I'll be. I don't think I'll be disappointed if we lose that game. If we lose either game, I know that's a crazy thing to say, but I just I fully expect that we, that we will, and I just think that they'll give us a lesson in football. I hope I'm wrong. I hope those words come back to bite me, and I jinx Barcelona. I know I read somewhere that the Barca fans said the, the team they fear the most in the group is us. Like I think if we'd have concentrated for the full 95 minutes against Inter, we'd have got something there. Just tur- turning off, you know, they had one worldy and we turned off for one of the the, the second goal. I don't think we we're not we have not become a bad side overnight, and we're not that much in crisis. You know, no. I, last week I was quite down on the side, but I don't think we are. And I think this is one of the problems with fans today: is everybody is just too polarised about one way or the other. We're either winning and we're fantastic or we're, we've not won a couple of games and we are the worst team in the world and we're not going to do anything for the rest of the season. We're going to get relegated. Oh, woe is us. And everybody's looking for a way out. Um, you know, on social media, it's people like, well, I like Deli Ali and other people. Oh, I like Lamella. 
and they're like, well, what have you got against Ali? You you hate Ali. Why do you hate Ali? Why do you think he's so yeah. shit? Why? And and it, it that's very much in essence how Spurs fans have been over the last couple of weeks, and probably I'll include myself in that as well. It's very very binary and polar, and and and. It's not a healthy way to be, I think. I think you need to just look at everything in, in, in the round. I think we'll be okay. I hope I hope, I hope so. I'm trying right. to inject positivity <laughs> to the proceedings here. Well, I think I'm, I'm the sort of person that come the day of the game, I'll probably get carried away um, with the occasion and predict that we'll, that we'll win 4-0 or 5-0. Um, but, uh, yeah... <laughs> Um, I did um, uh, a game yesterday with Chris Cowlin and he asked me for a prediction uh, before the the game and I just said to him, I predicted we'd beat Liverpool 4-0 and I predicted we'd beat Inter 2-1. I'm not going to make a prediction. Um, I I, I predict that Sonny will score Um, and I got that wrong as well. So um, I just just couldn't couldn't make any more predictions. I just thought, let's just see what happens and... uh, we got the result, which is all that all that matters, really. Um, right, uh, the next podcast. Well, you know the score by now. The next podcast will, will be recorded a day after the game, so uh, the day after Huddersfield match next Sunday. Um, my guest on that occasion, I, I hope, will be joining joining me. Will be two podcasting legends, so um, Aaron Wolf from the First Time Long Time podcast and Windy Coys from the Extra Inch podcast. I hope to have with me next Sunday. Um, until then. Thank you, David. Yes, thanks very much. Thank you, John. Thank you, thank you. Thank you both, thank you all. (laughs) And until next week, the future's bright, the future's lily white. Good night. Come on, Tottenham, the base of bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team, my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run on to that green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's at its low tonight We fought our team through thick and thin and all those glory nights And when the game is done we'll sing a song and talk it out all night Hey, Come on Tottenham, stick it in the goal Come on Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow You are the first team, the last team, my dreams have ever seen Pull on that lily white and run on to that green Oh, we've seen them come, we've seen them go, the names up on our shirt Gods have failed as men are hailed and faces in the dirt Now gather round and sing it out and we'll talk out over her